You're listening to Shalise's podcast. Well, Father, we thank you for yet another opportunity to hear from you today. We thank you that you are the author of today's episode because you have such a strong desire, such a deep desire for us to be able to commune with you, for us to be able to hear from you, and for us to grow up into the fullness of the stature of Jesus Christ and live as one with you. And so, God, I just thank you that every single person that's tuning in today is going to be blessed in such a significant way that, Father, there's going to be nuggets of truth that set people free to hear you more clearly than ever before. You are going to lay this out step by step for folks so that they can enter into the fullness of the intimacy with you that is theirs in Christ. And so we just say, lead and guide us where we need to go, Father. Speak through me today and bring us up higher. Bring us into the place, Father, where we are living in the spirit, where we are living out of our union with Jesus and we are hearing and following and obeying and and just making it simple. We're living simply like little kids who just follow the leader. And we thank you in advance for all of the breakthrough that's going to happen as a result today, uh, a result of today's uh, broadcast. Father, we thank you that you are going to uh, give people very specific instructions, very specific downloads, Father, so that they can step into the fullness of what you've called them to do, and they can follow you like mature sons. And so we just give you glory, we give you praise, and we give you all of the thanks in the name of Jesus. So awesome, you guys. I'm going to hop in, just jump in here right away with a scripture this morning that uh, I just, is, is such a important scripture. It's one that most people know by heart, uh, but I'm going to read it to you again. It's Romans uh, 8, 14, and it's a very simple scripture, but it's a profound scripture. And I'm going to read it, first of all, in the New King James Version, because that's a really simple translation of the scripture. But here's what it says. It says, for as many are as, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Okay, I'm going to read it again. For as many are as led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And so I want to I wanted to hop off on this because it is expected that we follow the leader, that we are led by the Holy Spirit, that we are able to follow him and follow his instructions. And so by default, it means that if we're going to follow someone, we have to be able to know where they're going. We have to be able to see them to follow them. We have to be able to hear their instructions in order to follow them. And so by default, it is it, it is required that we are able to hear God if we are going to be led by him. And I wanted to kick off with the scripture because I don't know if you're like me, but I grew up in church. I mean, every Wednesday, every Sunday, my entire life. And yet I did not learn how to hear from God. I did not learn how to use my spiritual senses to follow him. And guess what happened as a result of that? I struggled. And instead of learning how to hear from God and learning how to, to, to use my spiritual senses, you know what I learned? I learned a lot of 
theology. Frankly, a lot of it wasn't even good theology, but I learned principles. I learned about, you know, salvation. Not that it's not important, but we we sometimes we get so caught up in Christian dogma and in Christian theology and in Christian information that we forget that this is about a relationship that Christianity is not a religion. It is a it is a relationship. It is a it is a it is an announcement. It is the pronouncement of us becoming one with the creator of the universe. It is about us living in union with God, you know, almighty, with the one who was, who is, and is to come, with the ancient of days. And from this place of union with him, we are we're called a new creation. And everything about our human existence has been transformed. And when we are taught, you know, religious theology and religious dogma over what the gospel act actually means for us personally and the way we are now um, designed by God as new creations to live, then we miss the point. And we end up following principles rather than a person. And we relate to God separate. We relate to him like he's up in heaven. We're down here on earth. We're praying, you know, and our prayers half the time feel like they're hitting, hitting the ceiling, aren't getting through to God, rather than recognizing that we are the very temple of the Holy Spirit spirit, that we are one with Jesus, that Christ in us is the hope of glory, and that the way that we relate to God is now from the inside out, that we are designed to be led by the spirit, not externally, but internally, and that Jesus came to restore sight to the blind, that we now have spiritual eyes to see what the father is doing, and we have spiritual ears to hear what the spirit of God is saying. Uh, remember, Jesus would say this when he was teaching, those that have ears to hear, let them hear. And what I want to say is that the gospel has given us ears to hear and eyes to see. And we are designed to live as sons. And if you want to know how a son lives, well, then you look at the life of Jesus. Sons live in union with the father. Jesus said, I and the father are one. And guess what? So are we now. We are the body of Christ. Jesus is the head. We are the body. And bodies and heads are connected. (laughs) They're one thing. And so it is imperative that we step into this new creation identity so that we can experience God. We can follow God. We can be led by the Holy Spirit. I wanted to go to another scripture, uh, and I wanted to go to this scripture in John, and this is Jesus talking about uh, the coming of the Holy Spirit. It's in John 16, and I'm going to start in verse 12. Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says this, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Okay. Now when Jesus is talking to his disciples here, it is Jesus in his, you know, his physical body. This is his ministry when he was here on earth as a human being, right? Before the, before the crucifixion, before the resurrection, before his glorification. And so he's telling them, I have lots of things that I want to tell you, but you you can't bear them now. And verse 13, he says, however, When he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. In other translations, it says he will show you the future. 
Okay. So he's, this is talking about the ministry of the Holy spirit in verse 14. He says, he will glorify me for he will take what is of mine and declare it to you. All things that the father has are mine. Therefore I say that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So Jesus is telling his disciples here right before, you know, he's going to the cross here that he's got a lot more things that he's going to, he needs to share with them, but they can't yet receive it. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he is going to show them the truth and he's going to continue to reveal the things that Jesus wants to share with them. And it says that the Holy Spirit is not going to speak on his own accord, but he's going to hear. He's going to hear the Father speak. He's going to hear Jesus speak. And then he's going to declare it to us. And so the ministry of the Holy Spirit within us is to uh, be the spirit of revelation. It's to be the spirit of understanding so that we can receive what the Father and what Jesus uh, want not only to speak to us, but want to manifest in our lives because of the victory that Jesus has accomplished through his death, burial, and resurrection and ascension. And so the Holy Spirit is the manifester. He's the manifester of spiritual reality. He's the manifester of the Father. He's the manifester of Jesus. And so us being able to connect with the Holy Spirit and hear from him and follow him and learn from him is the foundation of Christian living. And so if you're, you know, struggling with this, first of all, I want to tell you, you're not alone. Uh, it is really, um, I don't know why I'm still just so shocked by it, but I am regularly shocked at how, uh, few, when you think about the number of Christians worldwide, how few Christians are confident in their ability to hear God clearly and follow him. And all kinds of things have happened as a result of this problem, right? We end up magnifying uh, scripture to the place that Jesus himself should occupy in our life. You know, Jesus said this to the Pharisees. He says, you search the scriptures seeking, thinking that in them you'll find eternal life, but you refuse to come to me. So just because we can recite Bible verses or we've memorized the Bible or we can even teach the Bible or be considered, you know, religious experts, it doesn't mean that we are actually practicing Christianity because Christianity is about a person. It's about Jesus. It's about being little Christs who live in union with Christ. And so this concept of hearing God is not, is it elevates, it elevates Above the word of God. Now, am I, am I saying the word of God is not important? No, I'm saying reading it without being able to hear from God and operate, have the Holy Spirit enlighten your eyes and be able to speak to you through the things that you're reading and make it relevant to your life is a religious activity. Anything without the, the power of God on it is a religious activity. There's another scripture that talks about, you know, a form of godliness that de denies the power thereof. I mean, there are forms of religious activities that are not powerful. And what do I mean by powerful? I mean, miraculous. I mean, that look like uh, the ministry of Jesus, that look like the lives of people that we read about in the Bible who experienced miracles over and over and over again. The Christian life is meant to be a supernatural life. And that happens as we hear and obey God. Over and over again, Jesus was just doing what he saw the Father doing. He was saying what he heard the Father saying. And 
breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough occurred. Healings happened. Bread was multiplied. People walked on water. Uh, healings, you know, all kinds of healings. I mean, this is the, the normal life of someone who is in union with the Father. And so this hearing God using our spiritual senses is a foundational, it is a central part of being a Christian, of calling ourselves a Christian. It's more than just believing that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. This is an entire revolution of our experience of what it means to be human. We are divine. We are partakers of God's divine nature. And as such, we have access. We have access to the mind of Christ. We have access access to everything that Jesus is, all that heaven contains. In fact, we are bilocational, seated in heavenly places right now. The kingdom of God is within us. And I share these things as an introduction to talking about hearing God, because if we are not founded in the truth and grounded in Jesus Christ and our union with him, then guess what? We will struggle to hear God because we will operate out of an identity that is separate from God. And we will live under the illusion that God is somewhere external and that we're not hearing him internally, that we don't, that we were lacking something, that we don't have the equipment to hear God, or we're unworthy to be able to hear God, or that God is sin conscious rather than recognizing that, that we, um, are right now in union with him. So the first key that I want to share about hearing God clearly is that we must, in fact, live out of our true identity. And that true identity is a uh, union-based identity. And from that place of union, now we can begin to build the right kind of relationship with God. We can begin to access what he is thinking and what he is feeling and what he is sharing with us because we are one with him. We can sit on his throne in heaven and we can see things from his perspective. How? Through enlightened eyes. So the reason this is important is because far too many Christians are are relating to God the wrong way. So once you're in that space, like, okay, I'm one with God, but you know, all kinds of things come up. Well, Shalise, I don't feel one with God. You know, I'm, I messed up yesterday. I've lost my temper, you know? And so we spend all of this time being focused on what we're doing wrong instead of what God has made right with us. And so if you want to hear God, you've got to step into this place of, of Romans, you know, 8, 1 that says there's no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus. You have to leave all of this sin consciousness behind and you've got to step into Christ. You've got to sit down in heavenly places. You've got to connect with the Christ that is in you. And how do you do that? Very simply, you do that by meditating on it or by engaging your imagination. When I say Christ in you, the hope of glory, that truth is meant to be experienced. And the way that we experience the truth is that we engage in it. We meditate on it. And so all of us should have a, an, a mental image or a mental picture or a movie of what it means to be in union with Jesus. Okay, for me, I've shared before, you know, I sat in front of the mirror and meditated on Christ in you, the hope of glory for an entire year. And so the Holy Spirit finally got it through my thick skull that Jesus was in me. And that when I looked at myself in the mirror, that Jesus was looking through my eyes and that he, the way he said it is that I was Jesus in a Shalice suit. <clears throat> and I know I share these terms a lot, but this is not something that you 
have that you hear one time. Our default programming is to operate separate from Jesus, separate from the Father, separate from the Holy Spirit. So it's like the Apostle Paul says, it's not grievous for me to share the same things with you over and over again, because it is for your benefit and it is for your edification. So you getting into this space where you can visualize your union with Jesus is an incredible way to step into hearing from him. Okay, the second thing that I want to share with you is that you have to have, I know I don't, you have to have it. I mean, I don't know that you have to have it, but if you want it to be easy, then you need to pick up a journal and you need to practice hearing from God by writing the things that you are hearing. Okay, hearing from God is a is a practice. It is something that we, we, the more that we practice it, the better that we get at it. And the beautiful thing about journaling is that it is a way to focus our attention and calm us down internally so that we can get into the right space, quiet our inner world so that we can actually hear God's voice. And God's voice is going to sound like your own thoughts. He speaks to us through our internal faculties, through our imagination, through our our own thinking. And so there's always a temptation, especially when you're new, when you, when you've been doing this for a while, you get over that. But when you're new, you, you get into this kind of like frenzy of, well, what if I'm making this up? How do I know this is God? And what I want to share with you is that you just have to believe that it's God, that Everything in the Christian life operates by faith. We serve an invisible Jesus now. Uh, We can't, you know, sit down and have breakfast with him physically at breakfast now. We have to connect with him in the spirit. And that is an invisible reality. And so we do that how? By faith. By faith. And so we just simply choose to believe. And the reason that we can choose to believe that is because scripture after scripture after scripture promises us that we can hear God. You know, Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call upon me and I will show you great and mighty things that you know it's not. John 15 talks about how Jesus is the good shepherd and the sheep hear his voice. And so we have scriptures that tell us that ask and it shall be given, seek, and you shall find. And the way that we receive from God is by faith. So when you sit down with your journal and you begin to write, you are going to believe that the things that you're hearing is God. And I just simply tell people, you know, I usually will start out with just, you know, good morning, Father, just connecting with you this morning. I'm so grateful to be in Christ. I'm so grateful to be one with you right now, Jesus. I'm so grateful that you've given me ears to hear and that you've enlightened the eyes of my understanding and that I can know the hope of my calling. I'm so grateful that when I call upon you, you answer. I thank you that my faith becomes effectual as I acknowledge all of the good things that are in me in Christ Jesus. And so I'm just acknowledging my righteousness right now. I'm acknowledging that I'm holy because I'm one with you. There's no condemnation. Thank you, Father, that I can just connect right where I am. You know everything about me. And so, Father, I just, I just want to share what a, you know, how grateful I am today to be able to sit down with you. What do you want to speak to me today? And then I just be quiet and I just let him begin to speak, you know, and, and a lot of times he'll just start with, man, I love this time with you. I'm so thankful that you took some time out of your, your day today to start it with me. Cause I have some really awesome things I want to share with you. You know, Shalise, I'm so proud of you. <clears throat> I know that 
this is just some of the things that I'm kind of hearing as we're talking here. I know that it takes effort sometimes to rise above uh, the human experience and connect with me, that it takes faith for you to do what you're doing right now. But I'm so glad that you push through unbelief to connect with me because this is where your life is found. Your life is found in communion with me. When you abide in me, you produce fruit so effortlessly. And the things that you try to do out of union with me, they just, they don't, they don't work. So I'm so grateful that you have made knowing me and, and communing with me and learning to abide in me and follow me the, the biggest priority of your life. That pleases me, daughter. That pleases me because you, I can work with that. I can work with that. Okay. Now I just entered right into that prophetic flow, hearing from father, I'm not even writing it down because I've practiced. I practice this literally every single day. Maybe I don't journal every day, but most days I do. But I've I've cultivated this capacity to hear God on demand. Okay. Now, the other thing that I want to share with you about this, and, and the Holy Spirit reminded me of this this morning, is that I also, you know, I recently did a podcast and a, a Facebook Live on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you, if you've not listened to that, go and do that, especially if you are, I mean, mostly if you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit. And if you don't even know what that is, well, go listen, okay? Because the baptism of the Holy Spirit is such a key to causing your spirit and your experience of the Holy Spirit to just go on turbocharge. Uh, it, it really unlocks the door for supernatural Christianity and activates your spiritual senses. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is a real thing. And we as believers have access to a, a spiritual disposition, to the character of God, to the peace of God, to the fruit of the Spirit that is not human. It's not of human origin. It is divine. It is of the Holy Spirit. And so the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so important in helping you connect to the spirit of God that is inside of you, that is joined to your spirit, uh, that and, and releasing spiritual reality inside of, of this 3D world, inside of this human experience. Uh, because I can tell you that the, the natural realm can be full of distractions. I mean, we've got so much going on all the time in the world right now. And it is very easy to get caught up in the natural world. But I want to read another scripture to you that I've really been meditating on for a while now. And it's Colossians chapter three. And this is such a beautiful, beautiful passage. I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation because I love the way it reads. But here's what it says. It says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. In verse two, it says, yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. So I'm going to stop here because, I mean, the next two verses are also really powerful. But when it when the Apostle Paul is talking to the church um, here in, in Colossians, he's saying that we have to make a decision here, right? That we have to make a decision to focus, to focus on heavenly realities, to focus on what Jesus has accomplished, what is actually in the spirit realm now, spiritual reality, 
and, and to look away from the distractions of the natural realm. You know, I, whenever I read the scripture, I think about Smith Wigglesworth, because if you know much about Smith, Smith saw incredible miracles in his lifetime. And he was a, you know, a plumber uh, by trade. And he was gruff. He was rough around the edges. He's probably not who you might think is like, you know, some super holy guy. But he consecrated himself to God. And what I mean by that is, is that he made a a, a purposeful decision not to be distracted with the things of the natural realm. He would not even read the newspaper uh, because he wanted to be so in tune and connected to spiritual reality. And if we are going to live from heaven's reality, from heaven's uh, perspective, then we can't look at two things at the same time. We can't be looking at heaven's reality and looking at all of the stuff that's going on in the world at the same time. We are in this world, but we're not of this world. And we want our eyes to be single so that our bodies will be filled with light. And this passage in Colossians is worth spending some time on because in verse three, it says this, your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. Man, this talks about how Jesus's resurrection is our resurrection too. And that because we're crucified with Christ, we don't even have a tie to this life. But yet most of us live in, in this in this realm, <clears throat> excuse me, in this natural realm, like this is the real, this is where it's at. This is the, this is reality. But the truth is, this is not reality. This is a, this is the fruit, if you will, of spiritual reality. The spirit realm is, is the dominant realm. It is the creative realm that controls this realm. And so we want to live from a place that is above the natural realm. We want to live in the spirit. We want to follow the Holy Spirit. And we want to live from the place of revelation, from the place of domination, where we are transforming the physical realm. And in order to do that, we cannot be deceived into thinking that this is the this is re, this is the reality, the only reality that there is. We are called to to manifest, to materialize heaven on earth. We are here to bring the victory of Jesus, to enforce the kingdom of God, the kingdom reign, the kingdom rule here in this earth. And so we must come into this place of living in the Spirit and cultivating our ability to connect with God so that we can speak what the father wants us to speak. We can do what the father's asking us to do because our obedience to that is what transforms this realm. And so beloved, there is a higher way of living. There is a a, a more dominant um, overcoming way of living, but it requires that we tune in and that we um, see from another dimension. In this last verse, it says here, it says, and as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed for you are now one with him in his glory. And I just want to challenge you guys. I mean, read these scriptures until they become alive for you. Until you get a revelation from the Holy Spirit of what this means for you. What does it mean that Christ's resurrection is our resurrection too? 
you know, a lot of times people put all of this stuff in the, the future, like, yeah, I'm going to be resurrected when Jesus comes back. But that is not what this is saying. It is saying that we have access to living as though we've already died and been risen and raised from the dead right now, because the risen Lord Jesus Christ is living in us right now. You know, in first John, it says, as, he, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. And Jesus is resurrected now. I mean, we don't have to die sick and broke. We can live our purpose. We can get to the end of our lives and, and finish our course and then go on to be with God. And, you know, we think that death is like this, this thief in the night that can just come in and steal, but it can't. Jesus came for us to have dominion over these things. And it is time for us to identify fully with who Jesus is so that we can connect with him, we can hear from him, and we can do the same works that Jesus did and even greater works. Now is our time. Now is the time more than ever that we need to be materializing and manifesting heaven on earth. And so the days of not hearing God are long past, are long past. And all that's required is for you to get, what I want to say, for you to get established in your true identity, for you to experience your union with God and for you to practice, 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 because as you are led by the spirit, that becomes what a spiritual maturity, and this becomes what spiritual maturity looks like. Those that are led by the spirit, these are sons, these are mature Christians that can that can expand the kingdom, that can work in the father's business and can transform this world to heaven on earth. You know, there's so many wrong ideas about what God is doing in this hour. Um, there are so many places that I hear, uh, you know, through social media and other places where we just, we're just so concerned about what the enemy is doing and we've magnified like what the enemy is doing, like he's winning, you know, but he's not winning. He's not winning, nor will he win. Okay. Why will he not win? Because Jesus Christ has already won and we are seated in heavenly places in Christ far above every power, every principality, any type of demonic thing that could ever be released in the earth. And Jesus has spoiled the principalities already. He's made an open display of them. Then all that's left to do is for us to know it and for us to believe it. Because when we don't know who we are, we think the enemy has something that he doesn't. All authority and all power has been given to Jesus Christ and he lives inside of you. And so it is time like never before to get serious, to get serious about our purpose, to get serious about hearing God and to get serious about fulfilling the mandate on our life, not only to make the earth look like heaven, but the specific visions that God has given us to wake up every single day in, in union with God, in communion with God, downloading our to-do list and walking in the spirit because people are waiting on us. There are, there are systems to transform. There are mountains to climb and, and we have work to do, beloved. So I want to share with you that every single thing that Jesus has, you have, okay? You have the same relationship with the father that Jesus enjoys. You have the same relationship with the Holy Spirit that Jesus enjoys. You are one with the Godhead. You are smack dab in the middle of the Trinity right now. And we just need to wake up 
to that reality so that we can experience it. And the way that we wake up is we simply believe. We believe the gospel. We repent of living like mere humans and we begin to operate as sons. So let me pray for you guys as we hop out today. Uh, And I want you to dive in, get your journal out, listen to this, listen to this podcast, listen to this live again, and get encouraged, get built up, remember who you are, and then sit down in faith and whatever you hear from God, write it down. Don't think, oh, well, I'm maybe making this up. I don't know if this is God. Get your brain out of the way and just write. And when you're finished, you can go back and read it and you will be amazed. You will be amazed at the wonderful, edifying and specific things that God speaks to you. And as always, if you're having trouble with that, well, you know what? Schedule a breakthrough call with me and my team. We are happy to talk with you about Emerge. We're happy to talk with you about the way that, you know, we can come alongside you to help and lead you into this as an experience. But I, I wanted to hop on here today, guys, because there is just, there's never been a better time than right now to start hearing God on demand. There's better, never been, a, it's so crucial. It's so crucial to you experiencing all that Jesus died for you to have. So let me pray and then we'll hop out. So Father, I thank you for every single person that was able to join today. And I thank you for those that'll be listening to the podcast and watching this replay. And I thank you that this is their time. This is their time to rise and shine and be the salt of the earth to be the light of this world, to continue your ministry, Jesus, to be your hands, to be your feet, uh, to be you with skin on, Father, because the world needs a real Jesus. The world needs Christianity that doesn't look like judgment, that looks like love. And Father, we know that when we hear your voice, oh my goodness, we can't help but fall in love, fall in love with you, fall in love with ourselves and fall in love with other human beings that are worthy of the blood of Jesus. Father, thank you that you are you are causing us to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, that you are causing us to be conformed to the image of perfect love, that there is no fear in this love, and that, Father, you are totally causing us to be rooted and grounded in that love. Uh, and it's, it's, it's discovered, Father, through an experience of you. It's through knowing you. It's through being loved by you. It's by hearing your voice and hearing the way that you believe in us and the way that you see us and the way that you don't focus on the things that are wrong with us, but you convict us of righteousness and you're constantly sharing with us who we are in Christ and what is possible when we believe. Thank you that you're always causing us to, to up to a higher level, to live out of a greater, greater reality of our divinity and our perfection in Jesus. We are so grateful that your voice is so incredibly positive and so incredibly powerful that it comes with faith that it comes with the power to even bring the words that you speak to us to pass. And so God, I just release an activation of people's spiritual senses today. I say spiritual eyes be open, spiritual ears be open, sense of spiritual smell and touch be open right now in Jesus' name. 
Oh, Father, we just speak uh, to all five of our spiritual senses, eyes, ears, taste, smell, and touch. And we say, awaken, be awakened right now. Come alive in Christ. And I release, I release spiritual encounters and, and words of encouragement, Father, all of the gifts of the Spirit to every listener today. And I thank you, Father, that they are now entering into a place where visions and dreams and supernatural encounters with you and with the other uh, realities they're in the spirit, angelic entities, and all kinds of incredible revelation of heaven, Father. I just release that to every listener today. And I thank you, Father, that they are entering into a new season, a new season of supernatural Christianity, a new season of incredible intimacy with you. And they are experiencing you like never before. And they are being propelled, Father, propelled into their destiny, propelled into the, their, their, their incredible uh, identity in Jesus and, and to experience what it means to be a new creation. And we just release all of this, Father, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, that we receive it all. We just receive everything that Jesus has purchased with his blood. And we just thank you, Father, that this is our inheritance. It's not something we earn. It's not something that we have to perform to get, but it's just something that we can enjoy through simple simple childlike faith. We just believe it. We just believe that we are who you say that we are. We simply believe that we are are filled with your spirit. We simply believe, Father, that the same works that Jesus did, we can do. Why? Because you promised, because you said it was true. And we don't have to figure it out. We just simply have to step out as you give us instructions and you tell us what's next. So we just praise you, Dad. We thank you uh, for just another opportunity to come up higher and to hear from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit shalice.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalice's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.